Um, for those who were here last week, it was a joy for me to be able to just teach into this uh, series that we've launched off with. Phil uh, led us uh, around the theme of honor and the, the areas that we need to honor. And uh, if you've not listened to or if you weren't here, I'd encourage you to, to go on to the Arena Church podcast and you'll be able to get that uh, teaching uh, resource that will be very uh, beneficial and helpful to you. It was my joy last, last week to just, you know, come at it a little bit different in terms of, you know, defining what honor really is and, and also uh, what it isn't. And one of the things that we know is that honor is a significant key to unlocking the power of the kingdom. There's something significant that happens uh, in our own lives and in a church's life when we begin to understand this principle. But what we're talking about is a healthy biblical perspective. We're not some, talking about something that's out of kilter where it's sickly. It's just all consuming for the person who's being honored. You know, we've seen examples of that. And quite frankly, that I find that a little bit ugly, uh, very fake. We're not talking about that. But neither are we talking the other side where the pendulum is that, you know, frankly, there's been an attitude at times where... People would say, live like this. I'm honoring no one. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm in charge. And frankly, that kind of attitude, is, again, is unbiblical, first of all, and is also equally as ugly as the other side. What we're trying to do is create and teach a healthy biblical perspective of honor because it will unlock something in your life and in my life too. And I also think it's very important here to lay it as a foundation in Mansfield as well as Ilkeston. And when, we're, when I was thinking through this, I thought, well, that's great. But what we, what we also need to do is really get to the blood and guts. How does this work out? Because I'm really not interested in just kind of theory. I wanted to understand how does this work out in my day-to-day life? You know, I, I sometimes hear some preaching and it's great how they teach principles, but I want to know how those principles work out in our day-to-day life. Anybody out there who know what I'm talking about? We need need life-giving messages. So one of the things I was keen to do was week three was look at how can we apply this to our lives. And so that led me on a bit of a journey to talk with, uh, and I'll introduce uh, my guest uh, this evening who's going to help us to teach this. um, Because Lisa has really helped me in this whole area. I was very bold this morning by saying, actually, she's been probably the, the principal person who's helped me in this area of understanding honor. Because she has a, a great perspective on it. Interestingly, even though she's been a, a Christian relatively short time, and, and, and it will come out in terms of her background as well, where she's come from, which was honoring no one, and now in a place where she really gets the whole thought of, of honor. So I thought it'd be great to have Lisa come up here. I didn't say this this morning, but she, she really doesn't enjoy this. She really doesn't look forward to it. She's not anchoring after the platform, you know, like some of you, some of you would. Somebody this morning actually came to me and says, I'd love to have the microphone in my hand. And quite jokingly, I said, and that's why you're not going to get it. Um, and, um, and they laughed. You know, it was a lady and she laughed. And she, it was very, very funny, actually. Um, but Lisa isn't looking for the platform. It's not, it's not her vehicle. Uh, she, she says she doesn't preach, and yet I said to her, you, you're preaching all the time. Yeah. Because what is preaching? It's communicating, it's talking, it's teaching. 
And, um, but I just wonder, without further ado, if we could just put our hands together and just show our appreciation. And let's do it properly. We're going to applause. Let's do it properly. Lisa, just please take a seat. They, they, we, we were under instructions that I'm not allowed to sit here and you can't have your back to them because they couldn't see you. All right. They're all saying they could see my face and they all want to see your face and not mine. <laughs> There's on a foyer. Um, but um, there, there, there we are. It's also good uh, uh, to, to welcome uh, Kev as well here, uh, her husband, and um, it's really great that you're here uh, tonight, and uh, Kev's been remarkable on the journey. Many of you know we've got the old Woolworths <laughs> building in Ilkeston, and he's just doing an absolute grand job in just, you know, carrying our heart uh, with trades and just working that through, and it's just looking terrific, and uh, we're very grateful, so thanks, thanks Kev, for being here. Um, Lisa, some of you, some people know you, uh, but not everybody would know you. Uh, so let me just get straight to the, the blood and guts of it, because I know that's what you like to do. No, no faffing around. Okay, so the bottom line is you, you was raised in a very dysfunctional, uh, violent, chaotic environment. Uh, Kev, I don't think you'd mind me saying this. It, then, obviously, you got together, and that became very chaotic, and all kinds of things that were happening around there. So... You know, this whole thought of honouring, is it something that comes natural to you or is it something that you've had to develop and learn and understand? Definitely the second. I've had to develop it, learn it. Um, It didn't come natural at all. What came natural to me um, was not to honour anyone. Um, I kind of lumped honour in with trust as well, Um, where trust has to be earned Um, and honour doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't honour anybody. In my life before I was a Christian, nobody had ever gave me reason to honour. And I thought it had to be earned. I thought, like, you know, respect. You know that old saying, you've got to earn my respect. So that's how I saw it. Honour, respect. Yeah, I turned it. Um, because my parents was highly dysfunctional, they definitely haven't turned it and they weren't getting it. I love them totally unconditionally. I don't regret my childhood. don't regret anything in my past um, because it's made me who I am now. Um, and it broke me. It broke me to be who I am now. Um, but it didn't, it didn't instill any honour, any understanding of honour at any level. You hear sayings from when you come from like a gangster background of honour amongst thieves. Yeah. It isn't this honour that you're talking about. No. So let me... Roll it on then a, a little bit, because I know the start of this journey happened 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, through a set of circumstances, you find yourself uh, staring down the barrel in many ways, at p- possibly serving a l- very lengthy uh, prison sentence. Yeah. Uh, you find yourself on bail. Um, and uh, just talk to us a- about that whole journey, because this is where it started, didn't it? Yeah. Because there was no honour, certainly... Lisa had no context of church, so there was no context of church at all. But there was no honour at all in the workplace among schools, police, nothing. council, nothing. So God began to do a journey in you. You find uh, Christ in the Baal hostel, you know, which sets you on a, on a journey. You've got a Bible, you start to read it, you start to understand some of this, and then you find yourself with the very people who you couldn't stand, mm. the police. Sorry if you're from a police background. Because I like you now. Yeah. So, aren't, aren't you glad about that? Okay. Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, so it, it wasn't even so much that um, I didn't honour them, I actually hated them yeah. and fought them at every turn. Um, so if, if police knocked on my door, I'd open it and just abuse them. Me and Kevin get arrested, I'll rope him in. We'd get arrested, he'd physically fight them because they'd, you know, get me to the floor because I'd be off on one and I'm his missus and it'd all get like that. So that's how it'd get. So it wasn't just a case of, I'm just, just not going to honour you. We're actually dishonoured them. Can I just stop you there? I mean, that is remarkable, just what you said there. I just need to, nothing to do with it because that seems like a million miles away from how I'd see you and Kev fighting with the police and mouthing off. And we mm. know she takes a bit of handling, eh, Kev? But... <laughs> but don't you, those who know Lisa, it's just remarkable. You guys would know the, the remarkable transformational journey. It's just incredible. I just need to, just, I just need, felt I needed to say that. Remarkable. Yeah, carry on. Um, so I'm at this bail address and I was dropped off with um, a Bible. And I just started reading the Bible. Um, and God immediately, so it doesn't, it doesn't come stroking me with psalms or anything like that. It just straight away comes in on authority. Um, and I'm just on bail. Um, and I had to sign on at the police station twice a week um, to make sure I hadn't absconded. And when I used to go and sign on, at first it was in Derby, so they didn't really know me, so that was all right. I'd go in, go to the counter, sign the book, go on my way. But then when my bail conditions changed and I could sign on in my own local police station, they knew me. And I knew them. So they used to make me sit and wait two hours uh, to sign the book. And it would be annoying because the book's there. You've just got to sign it. And they'd just be grinning at you, you know. Um, but God had started to say that you've got to respect and honour all authority. Um, the police, the council. It didn't matter. If they was in a place of authority, what God says in his Bible is, even the bad ones, they're there because he's allowed it. He's put them there. Um, and so when I was sitting in the police station, right from get-go, I'd got a choice. You either obey or you disobey. Um, and so I thought, right, you can't act how you'd normally act. Because normally, I was already on a bad charge. So going off at them about signing this book wouldn't have added anything yeah. to a 12-year sentence, really. It would have been breach of peace. Everything in me wanted to let them know. Well, just let me sign the book and get rid of me. That's how I'd have done it. Um, but I couldn't have to honour them. So for me, I didn't know how to honour. So I just had to start by just smiling at them. And then this slowly built up week after week. So I had to sign this book for eight months, twice a week. Um, it slowly built up to add them walk in and say, morning, you all right? Having a nice day? Now, it all sounds all nice now, but I was dying inside because this went against everything I ever knew. Right. Um, it cut across everything. I thought, my family are going to think I've turned into a raging grass, a little groveller. It, it was just killing me. Right. But that's what I did. So that's where it started. So obviously, you know, the Lord's taken you on a, on a journey and you've allowed your heart to be open because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that many of us don't really grow in an area because we could become closed off to these, to these things. And this is one of them that we can become very closed off to because on a... And authority, they're all connected. Mm. Trust, you've used that word, mm. they're all connected. So can you talk to me? How does all those, how do those things play out now? How do they play out? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different to where I was this morning. You know, so, w w you know, with family, with life, with work, how does, how does this honour work out now? So much to Kev's delight, God um, commands that I honour him. Um, 
And he doesn't necessarily have to be right. So at the beginning, this is what it looked like in my ass. I read all about honouring the husband. So my argument straight away to God was, but he's not a Christian. He's not born again. I can't, I can't honour. How do I honour him if he's kicking off? Because if we have words, it's not like most people here would have words. It can get dead colourful, dead fast. Um, And me, even as a saved Christian... I wouldn't be how I was, but I'd still go close to the edge of. Um, and God just started saying, you stop it. And I was like, make him. You said he's the head. Make him act it then, act the head. Um, but God would have none of. Um, and I actually said, he'd tell you if he had a mic. I actually said last week, he we were doing something that was just winding me up. Um, and I thought, right, I've just got to tell him because he'll hold me accountable then. So I just turned around and I said, Kevin, God has said... I have got to honour you, and I'm finding it very odd. <laughs> and it just broke the ice. He started laughing, and, and we could... And now he's quoting it back to you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, Kev, I told you this morning, Kev's never read the Bible, ever. But he, he knows that one scripture about, and he always quotes it, <laughs> wives submit to your husband. <laughs> he even shook my hand last week on that one, actually. He thought it was fantastic. So, obviously, it, it, you know, it, there's a challenge of working that through in relationships. There's the challenge, you know, of working it, of working it through. Because it, it could sound like it's just become an easy, an easy journey mm. uh, for you of honouring. I guess there's been times when you've been um, ridiculed, um, mm. where you've been accused mm. of uh, rolling over, mm. um, you know, sucking up, mm. all those kinds of mm. things. I mean, you know, you, you are, by your own confession... You, there's a feistiness to yeah. you. What, how did that make you feel? In, in, so yeah. when um, I joined our church, Arena, yeah. um, I just thought that this was a given. Because God did, we, did it with me straight away, I just yeah. thought he'd done it with you all straight away. And you was all doing it, and everyone was going to be honouring everyone. So um, although we've got great people in our church, it was a bit of a shock when I joined, and I didn't see the honour that God was talking about. So it wasn't all that our congregation dishonoured you and Phil, necessarily. It could be that they was just talking out against a local council or someone like that. But God says what he says. Yeah. It, it's to all. You can't pick and chew us. Um, and it was really hard for me because God started saying, you on a Christian. So I did. Um, if, if you'd say something, I'd obey it. Um, but at first it was quite private. But then God started to say, if I heard anything said disrespectful about you or Phil or Julie, because it was mainly, mainly you three, um, that I had to speak up. Now, my family was already struggling, thinking I'd, I'd lost it, you know, because they'd come round and I'd have situations where people had punched me kids and things like that, and they'd want to go and deal with it the old way, and I'd be saying, we've got to ring police if we're going to do our work. Right. Um, and so they was like, what? And then I'd be coming home... Um, and just be talking really well of you or Phil, even if, like my husband, knew that you'd, you'd gone against a decision. I'd brought a petition to you. It could have been anything. Yeah. Um, and you'd said no. It's how you take that home then, isn't it, Christian? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they kind of thought I was losing the plot anyway, I think, for, for the first chunk. And, and I was saying to God... I feel like a teacher's pet. I feel like a right creep, you know. 
You've got me, why do I have to speak up? I'm Johnny come lately, I'm the one that committed this heinous crime and you're commanding me to command respect and honour for his lead pastors. But he did. Um, and he showed me scriptures where it says, if you shrink back and are a coward, I'll take no pleasure in you. And he made it quite clear. If somebody is um, chuntering about Julie, now that can look like she's been asked to announce something and Julie says, no, we've changed it. We're not doing that now. And they go, okay then, Julie, I accept your decision. You're in charge. And then they walk away and immediately say, can you believe that? They've changed the system. We are desperate for it. God would say, speak up. So I'd have to start saying, that is one of our leaders. Show some respect. Do not speak about her that way in my presence. So you wouldn't have been overly popular? Definitely not. (laughs) It was a bit like, you know, the Red Sea. You walk in and it it just parts. People move away from you. Um, And you'd see, you know where they like, Christine called it, uh, furrow in the brow. I'd walk in and people would immediately, the bras had for her and they'd be like, oh, here we go, she's just going to start. So, so you really do think it's that, imp- it's that important because, you know, frankly, I think we've all done it. We've all done it where we've, we've, we've heard something then we've come away and we've chunnered and muttered. But you actually believe that is so important and that is part of the honouring process. I think when we say words like um, it's unbiblical, being honest, it's a nice way of telling you that you're flat out sinning. Because God isn't suggesting anywhere. I've read the Bible, like most of you, beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and he commands this throughout. He isn't saying the best way to live life and the nice life, if, if you would honour Christian Phil, Julie. He actually commands it. He commands it. And we're lucky. We have very good leaders um, and shepherds over us. But David had Saul. Right. Um, who was trying to kill him. Now, you honour a man that's trying to kill you, but God commands it. Right. David makes statements like, don't you raise your hand against the Lord's anointed. Right. Now, they was defending David because he's after killing him. Sure. And they were saying, let me run a spear through him and I'll not have to do it twice. Sure. Um, and, mm. you know, David was that emphatic about this stuff as well, that he was, don't you raise your hand. And when Saul did eventually die, he had hymns. Sang in his honour. Yeah. He still honoured him. He honoured his family. He, he sat one of his family members round his table to continue honouring him, yeah. even after death. And this is me. When we sing songs like we did at the beginning, we believe we believe, do we? Hmm. Because if we believe Christian, we will obey. Right. And that is not a book of suggestions. Right. God one day is going to hold us accountable, and it actually says, for all your words. So how much I speak, you can imagine my annoyer. <laughs> when I read that one, I was like, oh, my goodness. But that's what he says. One day you will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an accounting. Now, I, I grab onto the salvation of Christ. I know I'm going to get it wrong. And I know this forgiveness but where God has told you, you're therefore accountable and you can't keep making excuses. You can't keep saying, well, you know, um, I'm not Christ, I'm not perfect, because the Bible does away with all that. It actually says in the Bible, practice being perfect, because I've heard Christians say, when I've had to say, stop this, how dare you, how dare you speak against our leaders that way? You, You will stop the blessings of God pouring in and I will take you off team. 
Because I am that's because it will stop the blessings of God. So talk to us about the blessings of, of, of honor, what, what that looks like, you know, just uh, for you and also uh, for us as a church. I mean, how, how do you think that works out? If we were really grasp hold of this principle of honor, what are the blessings? So for me and for the team down Belfield, if, if we do this, which we do, and we help each other through because it's hard at times, um, it automatically opens doors that I don't believe would open. So you take the Woolworths project. To this day, we've never signed a bit of paper for any of the money. No. Yet we had, ju- we had people just walk in to the Belfield Hub and say, we want to give you 100 grand. Yeah. We hadn't made one phone call. We hadn't done anything. Now, bear in mind what I've told you how I started. So I know what living a life not honouring yeah. and the curses that go with that. Because yeah. I lived that for 33 years. I didn't get saved at 15. I was 33. Mm. I lived that. So for me, it's proof in the pudding. I've had both lives Christian. Right. Now, what I found then, and this is going to bat it a bit to you, was once I got over this old street cred and pride, because it, it, for you to honour your leaders, for you to honour each other, you're going to have to be humble. And not a false humility, and not that sickly thing you was talking about. Yeah. Um, it's honouring them by accepting the decisions, accepting the anointing on their life when you neither agree nor understand. That's that's what it takes. Mm. That's what it takes. I think when we start start doing that, we can have a Book of Acts church. Mm. Because the cold hard reality is, if Kev had a mic, he'd tell you, Christian, the outside world expect us to talk well of each other. They don't actually truthfully expect us going going, chuntering to our partners or family members about other people in the church. What makes us different? Right. What makes us different? And we don't know truthfully what eternal damage that's causing. Right. If you can't just crucify your flesh, because it's pride. Yeah. It it's pride been there. I won't submit to no man. I'm never going to. Yeah. Do you know what? Now I live in a pious a constant state of peace, no matter what's happening in my world, I live in a constant state of peace. And the scriptures that say, when you obey God and you come before the throne in prayer, you're confident. Right. And I am. When I pray for anything that we want, I'm confident. Because I know as much as I can, even in, you know, my brokenness, I am doing this stuff. Mm. But it's costly. And I also think it was costly for you guys. Because what I started to observe then, and you'll have to talk about this, was that the more God made me do it, the more it made you cringe. That was quite funny because I was like, he's making me do it. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, and Just talk about the conversation that we had. I mean, just what you'd said. That would be, and then I'll, I'll talk to it. So we'd gone to do an house blessing, you had, and was coming back. And I can't remember how we got on the topic of it, but we had again. Um, and you, you, was, you were struggling with it, accepting honour. So I, you found it very easy to give Phil honour and Julie honour and me honour. They found it very easy to give it back. But none of you found it easy to receive it. Um, and so we're talking about it in the car and you're saying, yeah, you know, I really do struggle with it, Lisa, receiving it. I said, that's because our culture, we have made it so. We have made it like that, that, you know, it's wrong, you're prideful. To, to accept honour. 
Um, and I just simply said, but Christian, why ever you don't deal with this, why ever you don't learn to accept it, you, our senior leader, block the blessings of God coming towards the congregation. And that set me on a little bit of a journey, I have to be honest. Um, you know, just working that through. And uh, because if I can say that, that, that would be the case. I think, you know, bringing Phil in, you know, if we was to pull a chair up now with Phil, I think we probably, you know, Phil and I are very different personalities by, by temperament. But in many ways, we've said this before, we're actually very similar. There's, there's similarities and believe it or not, this is an area where I don't think we've, we, I think we're very similar. We've, we've not found it easy uh, to, to um, receive uh, praise. I, I, I have to, I'm just being bearing my heart now. When people say nice things, I, I squirm. I squirm when people are saying nice things, you know, from the front and whatever. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I want to deflect it straight away to other people. And I know this man would feel it even a hundred times the same. Um, and I'm not talking that because we've heard honour is not just people saying nice things to you all the time. It's not. You know, we've, we've tried to define that. But it's something that I really did when Lisa spoke that to me. I thought, I've got to sort this out. I've got to go on a bit of a journey on this. Of really, because I don't want to stop the blessing of God that flows to Arena Church. Can I hear an amen? I really don't. And... Um, I want to have a healthy biblical perspective of honor. And uh, this is why we went on the journey. So you're right, it's still a journey that I'm on because I think we're, we're happy to serve. I'm very happy to serve. Uh, but when, there's, when people want to do good things for you, nice things for you, there's something that happened uh, without going into the, to the, the thing I needed some work doing. And, and uh, you know, I, the, the people who were doing the work wouldn't allow me to pay for the work. That really did something in me. I was battling like mad. Battling like mad with it, me and Caroline. Because we've always, we've never worked from a position of being in church leadership that if people you've got connections with, you always get something for free. I was brought from the, you won't know, get this, the George Ridley School of Ministry, which is you pay for everything. You don't get anything for free. And uh, so I was really struggling. And the more I pushed the more I got, and Lisa knows about this, I got pushed back. Uh, and even to the point then I was saying, okay, God, I'll do it. we'll do a deal here. So what we'll do, we won't pay them, but we'll give them a gift. So I went to spoke to them, I want to give you a gift. And then that was, that. You, how does this work then? We want to give you a gift and then you give us a gift back for giving the gift. How does that work? And what it was, it was I was struggling with this whole principle of honor. And... Uh, so there's a challenge, I think, to all of us. We've got to be able to receive it, not just for us. We've got to be able to receive it, but we've also got to be able to give it. And I'm very grateful for Lisa helping me and Caroline in this, in this whole... Because can I just say in that, if, if you recall them scriptures that say about if you treat a prophet well, you receive a prophet's reward. When you, when you stop that, that's what you're doing. Because when... when that person was wanting to honour you just because of who you are. He's a man of God. Done. Um, and th- that went on for weeks, by the way. He kept trying to find a way around it, didn't he, Caroline? Um, but they're not doing it because they think, oh, I'm going to get some gift off God. But God talks about this throughout the Bible of honouring his, his pastors, his prophets, his apostles, 
He speaks about this. It's right. It's right that everybody, and it's not just believers, non-believers. No. And of course, we understand the whole issue of honor. It does talk about um, a double reward for the people of God, for the men of God. And I, this is nothing to do with the notes. I don't know. We've gone, gone, gone. We've gone somewhere where we didn't even go this morning. Um, but he also talks about that we'll be doubly judged as well mm. for, for what we do. So we understand. And that's why I hope you guys know that when we stand, those who stand, and we talk to our, the guys who take the pulpit, we, we say to them, just understand the awesome privilege and responsibility it is in the weight to carry God's word to people. You don't just walk up there and just do your stuff. That's why I get a bit nervous when people are wanting that because we, can't, we, we take it very responsibly. But also the other side is I think we've taken the responsibility at times and not been receivers of the, of the reward. Uh, how do we start as a, as a church? Just talk to us. We've got two minutes. How, how, do, how, do, we, how do we talk about, lay this into a, as a culture? I'm going to touch on this next week. But what, what are some of the things practically that we need to start doing for those who've been challenged by this? I think if you've been challenged, first of all, if God brings, because he certainly did to me, Kev was the first one he brought to mind, um, closely followed then by my mum. Um, if God brings somebody to mind that you haven't honoured, go and apologise if it's possible, you know, if they're still with us and, and that, that's doable. Um, it's humbling, it's painful, but go and apologise. I've had to do this. Um, I've had to apologise to you more than once f- for dishonour. Um, it's not easy, but go and do that. That breaks something in you. It breaks that first hurdle of... I just start treating them right. I'll just start doing it from now. You've actually got to acknowledge it. You've got to acknowledge it first. So go and acknowledge Very it. Um, and that kind of breaks that off you then. It breaks that, that passio off you. And you've got a fresh start before God then. Um, and it makes it much easier. And then just start where you are. So for me, it was just initially smiling. Um, a, a police officer. And you've just got to carry on building on that. You've got to carry on building on it. So don't weigh it, and certainly don't go out looking for gossip. Right, next person that says it about Julie, I'm going to jump up. <laughs> Nail them. <laughs> yeah. Um, let it be in your natural own world, but start, start remembering the scriptures. Start reading them again. Don't stay in Psalms and the easy reading. Get in Deuteronomy. Get in Revelations. Get in some of this tough stuff, and God will give you an healthy fear of him that the next time you're in that, you will speak up. Honour will then come on your life. All the things that God has wrote in the book about your life, your calling, it can trust to you then. Just before we give Lisa a round round of applause, um, some some people would look on and say, how has it all happened for Lisa in in our church environment? I mean, she's been in church 12 years and you've heard some of her story. Uh, And I honestly believe as she's, taken hold of these principles, um, God has honored her, and God continues to honor her, and God continues to use her as a voice around Arena Church, and if I can say this respectfully, and beyond. Um, and it's not the, the fact that she's the blue-eyed girl, or although she has got blue eyes, actually, uh-huh. just looking at me, you know, she's the blue-eyed girl. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with that at all. It's just that I believe that God honors uh, people who honor him and who honor the leaders and who honor his word and God begins to use them. And I, I just want it to be a challenge to, to us all. 
and an encouragement to us all. And, you know, for, for this to be a foundational word here at uh, Arena Church Mansfield, it needs to be across both sides. I picked up on it last week. I wasn't trying to be ugly at all. But there's been so much dishonor in this town and in this area around church leaders and around authority that um, I think it's com- this message is completely counterculture. And this is not of a, the kingdom of America or Australia or South Africa, or they find it easy. This is the culture of the kingdom of God. Mm. This is what we're mm. talking about. This is the cultural language of the kingdom of God. Mm. And we need to embrace the culture and the language of the kingdom and not of this world. Mm. Can I hear an mm. amen? amen? And so that's why you'll feel pushback in your spirit. Because what it is, it's God doing a deep work in, in your heart and in your life. So Lisa, you know, the church love and appreciate you. I know you hate, not hate doing this. But, you know, we really appreciate you. Kev, thanks again for coming along. I wonder if we could just show our appreciation to, to Lisa. Just stay with you. Yeah, that was, um, that was great, wasn't it? Uh, I, I hope you feel as deeply challenged as I do. And uh, I've had the pleasure of listening to this twice now. And um, tonight was actually very different to, to this morning. And I, I got so much from it. Um, but I just want to want to talk to us on the back of this. I mean, we talk about honouring God. We talk about honouring our leaders and honouring each other. But before any of us did any of that, God honoured us by sending his son to us. More than we could en- ever honour anybody. Before, more than we could ever honour God. John 3.16 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Christian spoke about gifts earlier on. And God has honored you by sending his son to die for you as a gift. Will you honor God by accepting it? If you don't know God tonight, I want to ask you, will you accept this gift that is given? If we'll all just bow our head and close our eyes. You're not praying, you're just giving people the privacy. You say tonight, Josh, I don't know God. Josh, I'm not a Christian. But I've felt something. I've seen something tonight. I've heard something. There's something going on inside of me. I believe that's the Holy Spirit working in you. And right now, I believe that you can accept this gift, the gift of God. Jesus coming, dying, rising again, so that you could know God, so that you could be reunited with him. He doesn't condemn you. He sees your past. He knows what you've been through. He doesn't condemn you, but he loves you. He wants to know you. And tonight, if you want to accept that gift, if you want to honor God by accepting that gift, I just ask you to lift your hand in this place, if that's you. Thank you. Anyone else tonight, you want to accept that gift? Thank you. One more time. Anyone else? Thank you, God. God, we thank you for these two people who've raised their hands, God, to accept the gift of God, the greatest thing that ever happened. Jesus coming, dying, raising again so that we could know you, God, so that we could be in relationship with you. God, I pray that these people, Father, would come come to you, God, they'd fall into your grace. 
they'd fall into your mercy, Father. They would know that they're saved, Jesus. Lord, and tonight, Lord, they'd step into something new. God, they'd bring all the rubbish, all the hurt, all the sin before you, God. They'd say sorry, Father, and realize, God, that today is a new day, God, after they do that. In your name, amen. Now, just...